0: The rich and powerful want us to think the economy is a line on a stock market ticker. That's wrong. The economy is powered by us. It's what we create, what we buy, what we need. President Biden has proposed bold public investments in jobs and families, but more is needed. We need housing, health care, caregiving, action on the climate crisis, and millions of good-paying jobs. This is our moment to finally unlock prosperity for all of us. For more information, go to prosperus.org. That's prosperus.org.
1: New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Duncan. A bright and balanced full bodied blend brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard or rehung. Enjoy a medium, hotter, iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Duncan. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer, exclusions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Golf Degenerates Podcast.
0: Oh. Oh.
1: Jordan belt. Jordan belt.
2: What is going on, d Nation? Kenny Kim here bringing you another Fantasy Golf Generals podcast this week for the, what, what is it, the at and Pebble Beach Classic? I don't even know what it's called. My brain is so fried right now after the Super Bowl and then fucking having to wake up at 4.30 in the morning to go to work the next day. They should really make this, the day after the Super Bowl a holiday because this shit fucking sucks. Anyways, I am here with my man, Tyler Tambaline.
1: <laughs> Tyler, how are you this week, my friend? I'm good, man. That might be the best intro ever, Kenny. Where you just cut her right off and just give the world your thoughts on how life's oh, yeah. treating you, man. I'm I'm feeling all right, man. I'm a little hungover myself, actually. Enjoyed the evening, <laughs> though. It was a good one. Uh, you know, before we get started, got to remind everyone, this podcast is brought to you presented and sponsored by rotogrinders.com. You can head on over to rotogrinders.com slash DJ get yourself 10 bucks off the first month. Had a lot of folks reach out to me, get set up on that. So I appreciate you liking the content. Give me some more feedback if you got some over there, but what a day, Kenny, like you said, I agree, man, you gotta, gotta be a holiday after the Super Bowl waste management. I don't know. Maybe it was cause I, I wasn't there this year, but th- I still was enjoying it from home and I maybe got more intoxicated than i did when when i was there the last year so i I don't know this was a a crazy one for me i'm excited to talk about uh the results you know we had a lot of crazy shit happen spieth kepka Xander down the stretch Xander finau you know there's a couple different things going on and then dj is a a theme of the week because we'll get to that later but he also happened to be winning to start the day off yesterday over in saudi arabia so what did you think of the week and how was it for you
2: yeah the bash brothers getting it done uh, I guess they're not really brothers anymore I don't even know if they're friends but uh, <laughs> I mean they get it done this week with dJ and Kepka Kepka was uh it was pretty impressive um I guess the main thing that stuck out to me about Kepka's win was his his interview afterwards um you know I've always given Kepka a little bit of a hard time just because i, I like I know he's good and I know you know he he's won all those majors but to like talk the shit that he does and the attitude he has to me it just doesn't feel like he's i mean it's weird saying this about a guy who's won four majors but at least recently in the last couple of years uh you know when he hasn't had the major win he's still been talking that shit and just you know that that, that type of thing sort of rubbed me the wrong way i i i like shit talkers don't get me wrong but i like it when you back it up um and he really just hasn't uh you know for the last couple of years i guess 18 months or whatever now in his post round interview, he talks about, you know, how he was in a dark place and, you know, the injuries really got to him and he seemed, he said he was humbled. Um, and, and I thought, wow, I mean, maybe it's a, you know, a change of pace. Now, if he goes out and starts winning every week and winning majors again, yeah, talk your shit, brother, do your thing. I, I don't mind, but I, I like the way that he presented himself uh, afterwards. Uh, because he knew that his game wasn't where it was supposed to be, especially for uh, the type of talent he was. And to get this win was, you know, probably pretty emotional for him, uh, which it, it seemed like for him. it You know, just the way he was talking, the way he was acting, um, you know, Z- uh, Xander just couldn't get the job done once again. Uh, it, it's pretty bad for him. Uh, I had a ticket on him on, uh, you know, at, at uh, 11 to one. Uh, I actually cashed out on Saturday night at about five and a half to one, uh, so I, I was really glad I did that. You know, uh, definitely saved the saved the week. And then, of course, we got to talk about Spieth, um, Jordan. Uh, you know, I I've been bashing him for years now, and it's not. I don't think it's been unwarranted and he's been straight butt cheeks for like you know three years. He's been horrible. Uh, So, I mean, I have no problem saying that when I talk shit about him and I said that his game was off and he was horrible, that, I mean, I wasn't fucking lying. Uh, Now, that doesn't mean that when he plays well, it's not a great thing to watch. And it's not, and it's exceptional for the game. I mean, the amount of buzz uh, that came around during his round on Saturday was pretty fucking unbelievable. Uh, And it made that round so much fun to watch. I mean, a good Jordan Spieth is good for the game. Uh, I, I think the one thing I noticed from him, um, especially on Saturday is he was enjoying the game. I always talked about in the past how you you hadn't seen him smile. You don't see him smile on the course anymore. You don't, it doesn't look like he's having any fun. Well, it looked like he was having some fun. And when you shoot 61, you're going to have fun. Uh, and, and, you know, the comeback and, and even on Sunday, he didn't play his best. Uh, but still, just one over was still in the mix until you know close to the end. I think he was like a, a stroke back with still five holes left to play. He was still in it. He just couldn't hit a fairway. Uh, but the thing is, that's that's his game. You know, I mean, the thing about his his approach game was so good uh, that you know even even when he was in his prime, the thing about him, the reason why I thought that his game was suffering and, and I didn't know if he was going to be able to come back. Was because he lost mentally, like, you know, his, mentally his joy for the game, mentally, like, trying to get into the game. And I think that was what put him above everybody else back in the day in his, in his prime. He's like 27 years old. But, like, when he was winning all the time, the thing about it back then was, you know, his mechanics, his swing, um, his, his off the tee game wasn't really that great back then either. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the thing that stood out for him was that mental capacity to make the clutch shot at the clutch time that's why he was so fucking good back then um and, and and you saw glimpses of that on saturday and you saw the fun that he had because if you, when you lose the mental side of your game you could lose your game forever we've seen it before chip beck ian baker finch David Duval. I mean, Baker Finch was a freaking m- major winner, and then he lost the mental capacity to play, had the yips, and and and, and just quit the game. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's not it's not like it's never happened before. It happens pretty often uh, in the game of golf, and that's why I was so worried about Jordan Spieth. And I never, I didn't know if he could really come back because that was his game. You know, he wasn't the longest off the tee. Uh, he wasn't the best ball striker there. Short game and putting, he was the best. Uh, but I mean, you need to get the ball to the green first. And the thing is, the, the, he just made so many clutch shots back then. And he, he, the way he went and played the game, it felt like that, you know, I, when you looked at him, it, it was like, uh, you know, I can do this. I can, I can make par from here. I can chip this in. And that's the way he thought. And that's, and he did it quite often. Um, So so it was really nice to see him back because he's good for the game. I mean, the juice that was buzzing around him, really, really nice. So I'm hoping this is a prelude uh, to maybe him getting back, um, you know, and, and, you know, he's always fun to watch. What would you think?
1: Yeah, there was no doubt about that, man. The the pep in his step was what I saw. We just talked a couple weeks back about the Tiger Doc and sort of the joke of – it was right after Kevin Na won, and we said, you know, that they showed him – walk it in after Kevin nodded and how Tiger started having fun with the game again. Then what do you know, sort of his little comeback thing. And, and this was the feels on Saturday for me. And for most, I believe with the speed stuff out there, it's, it's better when he's playing well, we want these guys to play, whether you're a big fan or not, or you hated on him in the past or not. It's exciting when he's back in the game and, and he's having a day like that. I know it didn't translate on Sunday, but he's definitely got to take something away from that with the confidence. I had a good laugh, Kenny, at some of the, the jokes that were going around out there. Like, uh, did you see DJ hit that guy in the back? over in uh in yeah Saudi. That was, and someone posted that yeah, i forget I mean, who it was i they're like so remember when he hit it over top and just buried jordan in that playoff and then they're yeah. like, so this is when he broke jordan and then this is when he fixed him he hits the guy in the back but yeah, I mean, you know I, I almost killed a guy
2: jordan. doing like before you go i almost killed a guy doing that one time i hit a worm burner three wood uh literally like you know like worm burner uh slice uh, into the next fairway bounced one time and hit this guy straight in the back like straight in the back and the dude just looked back and like he was a straight up monster he like looked back at me it was like your balls right here and just walked away like this shit had to avert because the thing was going like 800 <laughs> miles per hour anyways go ahead
1: no it's all good i, I think it's funny like it's just, it, I, I just thought those things were funny a lot of different things were out there about it it made, it made some Made some light of it, but I think at the same time, like you said, it's it's better when he's back. You like seeing him playing well. I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, didn't really want to pile in on him on Sunday showdown. That was my big thing, so I avoided that. But you know him and Xander. Yeah, Xander, this, yeah, I did play. This yeah. is, I mean, yeah. I I saw why you cashed out. I remember you you retweeted the stat there and quote tweeted it, it was zero for three on the fifty four hole leads now zero for four and it's it's tough, man. And, and mind you, just to, you know to keep the joke running, but Tony now bogey bogey on sixteen seventeen. Overseas to come second, finishing
2: second, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, that, that's wild, yeah. And the thing about Xander, that's eight runner-ups since his yeah. last win. Are they like Tony and Xander are starting to look like the same person, really? It, it is what it uh, is. I but mean, like I, I said, when
1: you're, when you're printing yeah. checks in second place all the time, I relate it back as much as I can, you know, to keep this podcast on task with daily fantasy and the thoughts of, you know, it happens a lot to, you know, a lot of buddies I play with, or, or I don't play with them, but they, they play, we talk about it, and we're talking a higher level here. They're saying, you know the same thing there's the mental part of the game is a huge factor, right The minute you think you can never get back there you're su- you suck you'll never win a tournament again all that it, it's what ends up happening and like you said, the Brooks interview just to tie it all back, the Brooks interview was you know a little bit telling. he mentioned it twice. he dropped the fact that he was in a dark mental place. those things got to get to him right They still see social media, they still see all these things it's you know it's a, it's a hard thing it's a hard gig out there for them. I can't speak for them, I don't play professional golf. I can just tell you where I can relate to it, and it's you, you see all these things happening and guys doing things around you. He saw everyone talking about the DJ thing, the coach thing. That's kind of why I bet him last week too, was I said, I, I know he's seeing this stuff. I know that he's not there and he missed three cuts, but when's the last time he missed three cuts. So at least I should get a weekend sweat. And then what if this stuff, the news of the Claude Harmon coach, uh, that leave it, you know, left him at the masters and then DJ goes on to win it. Like all these things got to be bothering him just a little bit. So to see him put it all together was really nice. And like you said, that interview was a, a lot less cocky. I like cocky Brooks, but I'm like you, I, I like seeing a, a sort of the human side of it as, as as well. So that was good.
2: It, it, it seemed real. Uh, you know, I mean, a lot of that boisterous, you know, the pumping of the chest, you know, tight don't deal practice that he's been doing. all
1: this stuff. Yeah. yeah
2: it's, it, it seems sort of not real. You know, it just seemed like he was posing, uh, as this type of golfer, uh, especially because his game wasn't backing it up. Uh, and that's the issue that I've had with Brooks. And so it was nice seeing that from him. And now if he goes about and wins some more tournaments and bring back fucking cocky, arrogant Brooks, uh, that's yeah, fine with me, exactly. but just show some game first and show some game first. And you know, that's what he did. And good for you uh, hitting a 50 to one ticket, uh, that you, that you bet on, on, on the pod last week in our betting segment. So that was solid. Uh, for me personally, um, decent week uh, DFS-wise. Uh, four for four, Cascade Cornerstones, hooray, hurrah, huzzah. Uh, it finally happened. The only issue was the other two guys I rostered missed a cut. So I did not win in cash, but my GBPs were really good. Uh, I basically lost like 10 bucks, And to lose $10 when I don't win in cash – Uh, With the way I do my bankroll system with 45% cash uh, with one lineup and then, you know, 55% GBPs, uh, that's, that's a good week, you know, just to be able to almost break even um doing it that way so it was solid I had a, I had a couple of top 100 lineups in large field GPPs that you know it sort of sucked Sunday killed me a little bit because of course I had Xander and Scheffler uh in most of those lineups and i I've, Scheffler was going to be a fade for me but then I saw that you know he's going to be like six percent owned and I was like oh, well shit I got to play him uh you know just because you, you know when you see somebody with that much talent and that low ownership on Wednesday uh when you look at the ownership projections I was like well I gotta I gotta go against my word and play him on that one uh so I did and and it paid off a little bit until sunday uh betting wise a solid again I mean ever since betting was legalized in uh Virginia three weeks ago I have been on a nice little run uh, I had xander uh, cashed out xander Saturday night at about five and a half to one on a 50 dollar bet so that' was like 300 dollars bucks uh, then I had um uh, then I had um you know I had a uh, uh, a drunk ass four person parlay that i made that i didn't even remember making uh those are the best bets to win when you're just hammering you're like oh let me put this better let me put this better yeah. and then like you don't even i did not even know that i won and i looked at my DraftKings account i was like why do i have so much more money in my DraftKings kings account right now what, what, what happened and so then i checked and I, I won this like crazy parlay on saturday uh four away uh, i hit um and then on on the back nine i peppered brooks i I put a little bit on him at 20 to one put a little bit on him at 18 to one and put a little bit on him at eight to one uh you know as as the back nine kept progressing uh so that went well and then of course uh you know i hit the super bowl bet like i said last week i had the Bucks minus three it didn't happen the way i said where it was going to be a close game and the chiefs are going to win uh uh, but you know that's still bucks minus three that paid off too so so it was a good week would have been better if norlander finished top 20 Uh, He finished 22nd. I also had uh, Nick Hardy top 40. He finished 42nd. So that was a little bit painful. Could have been a huge week uh, if those hit. But, man, the betting is going well. Um, And, you know, it's going to keep on going. And I feel good about it, especially uh, a lot of the live bets and stuff like that. It just makes it so much easier to bet now where it's legal top forty. Bets, you get uh, the better numbers out there than going with season books. So, so solid week, winning week overall. So, again, I mean, the, with you know, just because of the betting, uh, you know, DFS was a little bit better this week, especially the Cascade Cornerstones, uh, and my GPPs. Uh, how'd you do? I know you, 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 you probably did pretty well with that Kepka 50 to 1 bet, right? Yeah,
1: that Kepka ticket made the week for sure. I had a good week otherwise in DFS, not in PGA though. PGA was rough, I didn't play Xander. In the, by the end of the week, I just said, forget it. If you know I've got Rom, Rory, JT, everybody up here. I just can't, so I just made that decision. That didn't work out very well from that side. I had lots of Brooks, uh, um, Scheffler, sorry, no Spieth or anything like that, so it wasn't really high on Louis. I missed the boat on, on a few of those guys, so that didn't help, but a really good couple solid NBA days, and then I won a MMA GPP on Saturday night and then hit those bets on Sunday. Oh, uh, my my yeah. boy had a crazy football bet, though. You've been about crushing that.
2: like the all-non-golf. Anything been, to do that's hold on, not hold on. PGA? You've in the all non golf. Yeah, you've been crushing. What do you mean, like LPGA, NASCAR, and now MMA? You're just yeah. like the all around player. You're like Xander, but you win. You know what I'm saying? You're like the all
1: around dude. That's great. In PGA, it's like Xander if you know. Go ahead. Like what's I'm what's with, getting yeah. right there? Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, yeah, the Super Bowl bets yeah. too. You just talked about some. I had to, I was I was hard on the under, so I, I got the first half under by half a point. That was a little bit scary. Then I got the game under uh overall so that was that was my biggest bet. So I was I was loving that. I you know when you get two te- teams like that with all those names on paper, everyone just loves the over, right? There's no way that there's just not going to be fireworks, they say. And then it's the other way around. They got there for a reason. They both have some you know defensive players that can do their job. And sure enough it came out that way. I was not expecting it like you said to go down. But that's why I didn't want to pick a side because it's Brady versus Mahomes. That to me is impossible to pick on paper. <laughs> like it's just so hard to to siphon through my buddy hit a huge bet. Shout out to my boy Dob eleven dollars on brooks kepka he had a little less than most He had a 40 to 1 but then he put it together with the gronk first touchdown which was like 17 to 1 and he hit he hit that thing and we were just pumped to see that happen to start the game off so yeah shout out to him it was a big bet paid like over seventy five hundred bucks so uh and then he had brooks uh, uh, he had brooks standalone he wasn't just gonna let it go to waste but he tried to Mm -hmm. parlay it up with something else just to make it happen so huge on him and Overall, great week, man. I had a fantastic week, uh, so I'm excited. And now we get Pebble Beach, more more good GPPs to give back some of that alt sport money.
2: Yeah, it sounds great. Let's uh, before we get into Pebble, let's talk about this listener league lineup. The winner was Triple Thread. Another GUPs corner member takes it down. They've been running this shit here lately. Um, so his lineup kisses of Justin Thomas. Um, he was uh, 22.4% owned, finished 13th, still at 100.5 points, and uh, uh, condolences to Justin Thomas. And of course, his Sunday wasn't that great because his grandfather uh, passed away, so that must have been really, really tough for him to go out. I mean, it shows uh, the stones he has to go out, and I mean, if that happened to me, I probably wouldn't have been I would have just withdrew. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, uh, kudos to him. Uh, he had uh, Usti, who finished 11th at 93.5 points. He was 3.87% owned. He had Brooksy, uh, 9% owned. points. Corey Connors, another guy that we liked last week, about 17% on, finishing 17th, 95 points. Uh, Brendan Steele. Eleven um, percent owned. Finished in thirtieth with seventy-seven points, and he had KH Lee. Yeah. Uh, that that was the one that, that put him over the edge. The the chunky Korean, uh, who, who's a, a masterful karaoke singer. Uh, if you ever get me drunk enough, I will do some karaoke. Um, <laughs> new addition. That's my shit. I can't stand the rain. You should hear it sometime. Uh, and KH uh, Lee. it's uh, karaoke huge in Korea. Like if you go, they actually have these things called karaoke rooms or you go with like a whole bunch of your friends and it's in like a room and you get served booze and food and whatever. And you just wail on some crazy karaoke. I've been to a few of those when I was in Korea, uh, but Chunky KH Lee uh, finishing in second, uh, half a percent owned 116 points. What'd you think?
1: Yeah, incredible. Got the, got your guy KH Lee down there and the Canadian Corey Connors. We've had this battle before back and forth, right? So uh, we like we liked Connors, Kepka, Thomas. Those are guys I was in on. I wasn't as high on Louis. Steel or KH Lee, but shout out to him. And, and we just talked about this last week about guys blowing out the field in this Lister league. And here's another almost 40 point victory. So uh, good on triple threat, get the job done there. And and we'll uh, see them in the three men this week.
2: All right. So let's get to uh, this week. The PGA tour goes to California again for the uh, AT&T Pebble beach pro am, but there's no pro am. It's just AT&T Pebble beach, uh, which is great because you're not going to have six hours. This is one of like the worst TV watching golf tournaments ever uh so without the without the, the amateurs out there you won't have the six and a half hour rounds you won't have the cut off to larry the cable guy instead of watching like someone actually trying to hit a shot uh, so so that's going to be very very nice uh, also with the no program they're actually only going to go to two courses Uh, this year it's going to be at pebble beach and it's going to be at spyglass no monterey peninsula shore course this year it should make the course it should make the scores a little bit worse than usual they're going to play pebble three times um now of course this is sort of weather dependent because pebble can get taken over if there is no um wind or anything you know it's a short short course these guys are pros and they can do their thing uh but if there's any type of wind even if it's mediocre i mean i would think that the The scores will be a, a, a little bit worse than what we've seen in this event uh, the last few years. So let's get to um, the courses. Pebble Beach Golf Links around a sixty nine hundred yardish par seventy two with four par threes and four par fives. Uh, two of the par fives are reachable by all golfers. One won't be re- reachable by any. That's going to be the fourteenth. It's going to be tough. Of course, it depends on the wind. And uh, one is reachable for the long hitters. That's going to be the eighteenth. Uh, the course hugs the coastline. You know, great views. Beautiful course, uh, but also brutal conditions if the wind picks up. Uh, off the tee, golfers see ferries that are above average in size with bunkers, garden landers, landing zones. Uh, you will see a lot of less to driver here. I think seventy uh, percent of all the ferries have been hit in this event for the you know last decade plus or so. So you're going to see a lot of less to driver uh, on this course. Now, if golfers miss uh, wildly off the tee, you know, OB comes into play since nearly half of the holes sit along the uh, ocean side of the Pacific ocean Uh, on approach shots, golfers are going to see tiny, tiny greens with just a bit of undulation slope. Uh, The greens aren't usually crazy fast here. And I expect this meter to be around 10 and a half to 11. Uh, It's going to be, you know, POA, POA greens, a lot of bunkers, a lot of false fronts surrounding the greens. Uh, so that's what the golfers have to deal with there. Uh, spyglass, around 7,000-yard 7, par 72, four par threes, four par fives. Uh, all the par fives should be reachable in two by most golfers, uh, plus 17 like this past week. I love this. Uh, when, when one of the last couple of holes is a drivable par three, you can see some crazy stuff like we saw from Kepka uh, this past week. Uh, 17 is a reachable par four. Uh, this is the most – I would say this is probably the most difficult course out of the three, uh, Even unless, unless the wind really, really picks up. Uh, you know, I, I would expect this to play a little bit more difficult than Pebble. Uh, the first five holes here are played among the coastal sand dunes, but after the fifth hole, the course moves more inland and is played within the Del Monte Forest. That's why I'd say uh, if the wind does pick up a bunch, Pebble could play harder. But it, it, in normal conditions, I think this is a, a more difficult course uh, with many more trees protecting this course. The wind could be less of a factor uh, than uh, Pebble Beach. Off the tee, golfers will see average size fairways with just a few fairway bunkers to deal with. Uh, if golfers are wild, they're going to have to deal with a lot of trees and a lot of water. Uh, on approach shots, golfers are going to see larger greens, uh, but it's going to have a lot more slope and a lot more undulation. Uh, what are you looking for in golfers this week, Tampa?
1: Yeah, I'm looking at ball strikers, Kenny, just what you said, man. Everything, just the second shot, the tee to green overall game. I think you know, a couple things that stand out, it could be a little bit tougher right we we, the course rotation got got swapped down no monterey peninsula so that was typically the easier course you know so you mentioned this but it's out so i think the score could be a little bit you know less than what we're used to seeing and then i also think uh or or higher scoring i should say and then also i think um damn what was i I was gonna say something else but yeah I, i think it's gonna be uh, a spot where we can take advantage of some of what we've seen lately. Right. I know there's a lot of course history here as well, but that'll make some decisions for guys like Phil Mickelson, Jason day, even Jordan Spieth, If we go back to the well. So I think that'll be brought into consideration, but um with the the way it's set up and the weather will be a factor we'll have to wait on that and see that changes some things you mentioned the wind earlier but that allows things like in the afternoon uh some of those par fives become more reachable for more guys in the field and and so things like that so uh overall man just uh you know ball striking second shot approach and just taking some of these guys and seeing what we're doing with the course history with them
2: yeah i think wedge play is going to be important because of course the courses are short uh, you're going to see a lot of a lot of shots from like 100 to 150 yards this week. So wedge play uh, I think will be important. And if the wind does pick up, I bump up strokes gain around the green. Uh, you know, the greens of Pebble are going to be very, very small. Uh, if the wind picks up, there's going to be plenty of missed greens. Uh, so that's something else you can look at uh, this week when you're looking at stats. Let's yep. get to this week, the tiers. we got 10K. we got burger all the way up to Mr. DJ. Who are you going with this week?
1: I think the DJ conversation is a bigger one out of the gate. Probably spend some time here and then go down, but – I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you saw this today. I saw speculation that he, just, he could just withdraw But There's a bunch of withdrawals already that guys that, you know, pulled out. I wonder if him coming off of the win in Saudi and, and, you know, getting ready for what's ahead if he wants a week off. And that sort of scares me a little bit, but 12,000 and I think he's like four to one. I saw Vegas odds. So yeah, it's crazy, uh, right? what, what did you think about that first? That's where I want to go with DJ. And then we can talk about the range.
2: Yeah. Four to one is wild. And here's the stat that I saw on Twitter uh, at Will Haskett. He was talking about Dustin Johnson's results when playing the week immediately following a Middle East appearance. Uh, he was tied for 32nd last year when he went from Saudi to Pebble, tied for 45th the year before when he went from Saudi to Pebble. And he missed a cut a few years ago. He went from Abu Dhabi to Torrey Pines. It's not the greatest track record, but it's a smaller sample size. Uh, so, you know, I don't I don't know really what to make of that, but it doesn't look good for him. Um, I don't know. Here's the thing. If, if everyone's thinking this way, and he does play and he's like 10 percent owned i mean i'm probably gonna have to pay, play him right i mean like you know when you can get dj and reduced ownership i don't give a fuck if he played on mars last week and he's coming to play i mean it's dustin johnson you know i mean he could he turn it on at any time uh but if his ownership creeps up any more than that um i don't know if, if i'm going to play him this week what about you
1: i think he's over 20 no matter what no matter what oh, you think so say, dude, i think he gets owned yeah oh just look at the odds man it's it's insane people just love to plug that in and go from there you know it's not like there's a bunch of guys in the 6k range but there's ways you can build it for sure so I, I don't know I feel like he's going to be extremely high owned regardless and I'm likely to be there with him I just I, the only thing I worry about a little bit is that uh, if he d- just shows up to show up because he'd already made the commitment and just says whatever. And, you know, packs in early. I don't know. He, he's normally not that well, kind he, of guy though. And he's kind of on a mission right now. So that's where you I'm know, He's at. already
2: done that once this season where he was supposed to play somewhere and didn't play. It wouldn't be the best look for him to do it again twice in a year where he's only played like five events, you know, yeah. uh, image wise. So, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he does end up playing, but if he just doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> I, I I could definitely see that happening uh, this week. It's just, I'm just taking guesses. We don't know. You can also go out and whoop the field by 10 strokes because it's fucking Dustin Johnson. Uh, he's been incredible. Uh, every time he's stepped on a golf course for the past six to eight months. I mean, I don't think he's finished worse than like fifth or some crazy amount like that with, with a bunch of wins out there. So like I said, if, if, if he doesn't, I, I, if he doesn't garner ownership, uh, I think I'm going to have to play him because it's just Dustin Johnson. Uh, but if he does if he's over 15 percent, over 18 percent, something like that i'd probably give it a fade how yeah, is she going this
1: Go yeah I'll, I'll give you some other guys just last thought on that is too it's like it's almost like in football we were talking about some football bets earlier but you've got like these look-ahead games and things like that where guys are just worried about the next game and then you see them have a letdown game he's got the genesis next week so it's like, how much does he really care? I don't know. Like I said, I think it's he's a professional golfer. Of course, he wants to come out and win. But we've seen him take his eighty-eighties and seventy-eight withdrawals and stuff like that, where uh, you know it has happened before this giant run that he's been on. And it's pretty nice. I bet you he made more in appearance fees this week than he did for winning the tournament. To be honest, so I'm sure he's just. Oh yeah, he know, probably
2: made like four or five million last week. Yeah, it's, it's that's be what ridiculous. I mean. So yeah. it's like to
1: me, it's like I, I'm not saying he's going to yeah. pack it in. It just it literally does worry me enough where I'm like thinking about that way. And, and maybe that's wrong, but I, for me, I do think about it a little bit that way. So uh, besides him, I do like Cantley and I do like burger. I think burger missing the cut is the more interesting one to me because it was kind of, he couldn't buy a putt all week. And it was, you know, not the worst week overall for him, but just because he was so heavily owned and lets everybody down in a spot that they thought he would come through at. And the two times he's played here in the last, you know, since 2015, fifth and 10th. So I think, you know, with him, his ball striking looks good bring him out if less people want to be on him his price is is ten one. like there, there's a few reasons and maybe people go to Casey there because he just won in Europe a couple of weeks ago I, I don't know I don't think he gets popular ever but Cantlay is probably the one that most people go to and I'm right there with you Cantlay's just too good he fits everything I talked about earlier with ball striking you mentioned around the green stuff he's actually been better in the in the recent rounds 50 rounds he's been better at that aspect of his game so I think he fits extremely well regardless so I'm gonna be in on uh, Cantlay and Berger for sure and then we'll see about DJ
2: yeah, I'm going can as my first cash game cornerstone. And again, going 11,000 for cash game cornerstone. It's like, I've probably done that twice. I've been doing a little bit more here recently. Uh, just trying to switch things up because I have been struggling, but I mean, last week it worked out with uh, Justin Thomas. I'm going with it again, because again, I just, w- let me name everything down. Dustin Johnson going from, you know, so Saudi uh, to, to, Pebble and you see his track record, Casey two weeks uh, in the Middle East and then coming, you know, his body's got to be used to that type of time frame and coming back to uh, the West Coast. Berger maybe, but he missed a cut last week. I do like Berger. We'll go over that in a second. Willie Z um, is his short iron game is probably the worst part of his approach game. Um, that's the one thing I worry about. I think I'm still going to play him in GPPs. Uh, but again, I'm just going down this just to explain why I'm going with Canley Spieth. Um, good track record here, but, you know, one round, I can't use them in cash. Jason Day hasn't been playing great. I can't use them. In-
0: the rich and powerful want us to think the economy is a line on a stock market ticker. That's wrong. The economy is powered by us. It's what we create, what we buy, what we need. President Biden has proposed bold public investments in jobs and families, but more is needed. We need housing, health care, caregiving, action on the climate crisis and millions of good paying jobs. This is our moment to finally unlock prosperity for all of us. For more information, go to ProsperUs.org. That's ProsperUs.org. Siwoo well,
2: Kim, at this price, there's no way I can use him in cash. Moly, I thought about, uh, but, you know, two events, that's it. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not that strong on using him in cash. I, I, if you have to go with the 9K, I'd probably go Um uh, Fowler, no. Burns, no. Cameron Davis, eh, maybe, but 9000 The price is crazy uh, for him, even though the guys are been playing solid. So the only guy that I really trust in cash in this 9 k and up range is Patrick Cantley, and that's how I'm going to go with. Now it makes it so I have to go – deep into the 6k range and i'm not really happy about that but i mean i think i can make a, a logical guess and try and pick one of those guys and, and be okay uh, with the other two guys that i have that i like really a lot in in the 8k range and we'll go over that so can they first cash game cornerstone um is going to be this week for this week i do like burger a lot i think uh, for gbps i think that he can uh, make a little bounce back after you know he missed a cut on the number i think um that's a bad luck um, you know on that back nine this past week so so i could go back to burger uh, and and, and in all honestly if you wanted to start with burger and cash i wouldn't hate that either uh but i i just trust can't lay more even though the 1200 dollars is a lot of difference and, and it, you know it almost makes me second guess myself but i'm going to go ahead and go can lay as my cash can cornerstone and i do like burger as well moving down to this 9k range just sort of already went over it a little bit but i you know i really see the guys just just burning out top 10s and top 20s he actually cracked the top 50 in the world he should be eligible for wgc events and the masters uh with that if i am not mistaken with a special temporary membership on the PGA tour i'm not 100 percent sure about that don't quote me uh but i mean i think he's like 49th in the world now so he's should- should be able to get into those events now which is big time uh free money basically is what it comes down to especially for those wgc events um so i, I i'm I, he's sort of borderline i think i am going to plan because again like i said um his, his wedge game is really short short wedges like from 100 to 125 by far the worst part of his game uh, so uh we'll see how that goes maybe he plays smart um you know, uses less to driver and gives himself something a little bit more than that because I think he, most, most golfers will know their weakness and that is his weakness. Um, Spieth, uh, with his track record, I, I'll probably go back uh, maybe. I know I'm betting Spieth. I got him a 30-1, to 1, which I think is a pretty decent number, uh, especially after what happened last week um you know so so maybe it's going to be that 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 type of hedge where i go and just bet speed because it just depends on how popular he's going to get uh, i think he should be very popular do you think he could be possibly one of the higher on golfers on the board tambo I,
1: I don't know i think it's the other way i think i'm I mean, again i could be way off here i'm not the ownership guru but i feel yeah. like everyone's going to say what we're going to say is that you know it's one week it's one round i hope he's back but i'll just find another way to get access to it i'm not going to play him or I'm not going to chase that. I, I feel like more people are going to say that and play guys that I'll play, you know, Jason Day, Sibu Kim, Molinar. Like there's other guys in this range that you can play. So, well, if I don't know, that's we'll the case, how, how if, that that that's, out, yeah. but
2: if that's the case, I'll probably go back to him. Um, if you yeah. think, if he's going to be under like 12, 13%. That's
1: what we got to uh, see, right? It's why yeah. it's so hard on a Monday like this with him yeah. and DJ and just to get what the ex because it's all narratives that flips everything, right? And yeah. Some of the, the conversation that goes on after our podcast comes out, things like that. So I'll have to see later in the week but i I, de- I just think like yeah people will say that but even like i was doing the round four showdown show at roto grinders and if you looked at the saturday numbers before he made that second bomb on 17 after he made the big one on 16 it was his approach game was on fire like it was, yeah, not, it was really it wasn't good. just the putter saving him like so he was and now first he in stroke scan approach yeah, going into going here. into the final round i mean he was sick yeah, three top tens and a win here. A bunch of top twenties. Like this is a, a good spot for him, and he's coming in in a good mental headspace. I don't, I don't know what that Sunday round does to him, but he was right there still, like you said, it like one stroke back with five to go or something, and just got away a little bit. He, like, but that, that was after a horrible day like that was like what Finau did last year almost like it was just a rough Sunday and then someone catches you except in this case guys passed him and that's what happened same with Xander like we we talked about this already but you get what I'm saying where these guys just it's one bad round it's unfortunate the timing of it after having such a good round on Saturday for a guy like Speed but I I just think people more often than not want to just say look now he's up to 10k almost 9700 it's one week Let's just leave him alone and play some other guys. So uh, for me, I'll wait and see. I, I like Willie Z a little bit. It's just that price is still up there. He's been a gamer though. Like you said, it can't take that away from him. His ball striking's on point. I don't know. I wonder the, the conditions, the course, the strength, like that's sort of what I was going to talk about earlier when I mentioned the thing about like the US Open, maybe a little bit harder pin placements. Was that when I said I forgot my thought? Was they might set it up a little bit differently without the amateurs, right? So you are you could get a different setup in that sense, and then three rounds on the harder course. So I wonder how that will affect certain guys. Uh, you know, Jason Day, someone I got interested in Talk about course history. He's another guy. So the worst part of his game last week was the putter and that's in around the green and stuff. And that's sort of his bread and butter. So I'm going to go back to him, uh, you know, again, kind of like my, uh, my Brooks play last week. This is the, what I get a feel for with Jason Day, just got to pay for it. It's 9,500, but I think this field is so weak. And there's a lot of question marks at the top, as we've hinted at already, right? You mentioned really Cantley, sort of the only one you feel safe with. The other guys, we don't. We don't even feel safe with Dustin Johnson. And it's golf. Self, so. Is there
2: really a safe? I mean, can they could probably miss the cut now. I, I, mean, I that's that's, just, yeah. yeah, that's just the way it is, right?
1: Yeah. And so what, what I was taking away from that, and I was going to tie it in with, you know, just the thought that I forgot earlier was with the U.S. Open factor uh, of not here, but just in general, when we talk about U.S. Opens and Daily Fantasy and playing PGA DFS within it, oftentimes, man, the balanced lineup is the one that does the best because it's you can fit all these guys through the middle that you'll actually at least feel like we're about to get in this 8K range uh, and finish out the nine. And, and there's a lot of names here I feel more comfortable with than I do these guys like at Speeth and Up. So I think you can build a line starting with Jason Day and, and get a bunch of guys into it versus the 6K range is not that enticing just to make DJ work. And then what if DJ comes 10th place or 20th and fades away right a top five he's probably up there no matter what because he would have to score to get there but or it could r- run away with it it's Dustin Johnson I'm just saying that's my thoughts more balanced lineups if most people are going to go to the guys up top that's sort of where I'm at here other guys uh, Molinari, you mentioned him I like that uh, Ricky Fowler is he maybe this week's speed he's the only guy we need to see bounce back from something but uh, I'm not sure if this is the place I just think that it's a guy that could pull a Brooks or pull a, a speed and just come back and get his stuff together he's sort of been trending in the wrong direction missed the cut but it's it's been his putter same like Jason Day he's just not making any putts and if that starts to happen for him this would be the course and then you know at the bottom Davis gotta play Cam Davis man 9k or not uh he just scores so well even if it's not a high scoring event as far as DraftKings points go uh I like his chances I like his swing his ball striking is incredible so I'm gonna be on him still
2: yeah you might have talked me into Jason Day uh, over Willie Z uh this week it, it could be a possibility i like the way uh, i like what you said about him having his putter and his short game be the worst thing that happened last week and you know it was just a few months ago where he was on a pretty good run uh so so i might have to add him and and, and take away willie z we'll have to see as the week progresses of course you know this is just our first look we have our uh, more detailed picks and all that stuff wednesday on our uh, respective websites. so uh, make sure you go and check those out uh, i do like francisco molinari um, I think he'll be very popular. Don't you, don't you think he's going to be pretty highly owned? I'm not ownership. I suck at ownership. I rely on other people uh, to give me yeah, that, especially I, on I do Monday sure as well. But, yeah. but
1: I think that that's what I was going to say on a Monday, it's also so difficult to figure it out because it's, it's so many narratives come out and spin things. I think Molinari's picking up steam as we speak. And and I he think moved to I, California.
2: Maybe he's used to Poa now since so he's, he's living out there, and there's a bunch of say, Poa, a yeah. bunch of Poa uh, courses out there. So maybe he's been practicing on them. Uh, maybe he can get that putter going, but he's like almost dead last in the field in putting uh, in the last 150 rounds. But we'll have to see uh, how that goes. But in the game um, that he, that he's been playing. It's been pretty solid uh, here lately. Uh, and I do like Cam Davis, just like you. I'll probably go back to him. Ricky, I'm not sure. Uh, the thing about Ricky, you know, he was always a good ball striker, but, you know, putting was like one of his biggest strengths. You know, he was an aggressive putter, uh, makes a lot of putts, and he's still aggressive, but now he's missing the ones that are coming back. Uh, you know, I mean, he always leaves himself three, five-footers for par because he was so aggressive. You know, he never leaves putts short, uh, and now he's just having struggles making those shorter ones also and that's really been affecting his game and of course he's been having the big number a lot uh, recently yeah. uh, and, and you know there are opportunities to get very large numbers here uh, especially if the wind picks up with, with you know Powell Beach and coastline you can see some, some some balls go into that ravine down there called the Pacific Ocean so uh, yeah. so, we'll, <laughs> so I'm not really sure if I'm back on Ricky uh, this week but let's go to this 8k range I'll go ahead and start I got two of my other cash game cornerstones in this 8k range it's going to be kevin Stroman um, at 8900 you know uh, really good approach play top 20 in this field in the last 50 rounds uh you know above average with his short wedges uh really good on short par fours there's a bunch of par fours from like 400 to 450 yards he's 16th uh in the field uh in the last 50 rounds uh so Kevin Strillman is going to be my second cash game cornerstone. And my third cash game cornerstone is going to be Matt Jones. Um, This is, uh, you know, if you look at his long term stats, they're not as great. But if you look recently in his last 12 rounds, the guy's been striping the ball pretty, pretty well. Uh, He's made a whole bunch of cuts in a row. He's actually seventh in the field in stroke, skin approach in the last 12 rounds, first in stroke, skin part five uh, in the last uh, 12 rounds in this field. He's been punting out of his mind as well. Everything's sort of coming into place. Well, I'm a little bit worried about his shorter irons, but you know you're going to have to take some risks this week. This is by far the weakest field uh, that we've had this season, uh, so you know you're going to have to look over some stuff and pick some guys just based on feel uh, and, and looking over stats. And of course history here is great as well. So I, I like Matt Jones as my third cash game cornerstone. I'm probably going to go back to Homa. Um, You know, his putting, he couldn't hit a damn thing with his putter, but the ball striking has been really, really good. Uh, His iron game has been really, really strong. He's been making a ton of birdies. Uh, He's been crushing the par fives. He's been really, really good with his wedges and short irons uh, here lately. So I I like Max Homa. Um, Who do you like in this range?
1: I was going to ask if you like Phil. Phil. This is the course that Phil shows up at, right? If you, you know, Jason Day's got the history we talked about earlier, but Phil, third, first, second, sixth. You know, uh, you know the,
2: the one thing I'll say about Phil is I think the lack of a program might actually hurt him because yeah. I, I feel like, you know, that's his like zone you know, talking shit, like side money bets with like, you know, guys, you know what I'm saying? Like with like amateurs out there where you can know you can take their money and stuff like that. Like for a lot of people I know playing these six hour rounds, the amps, uh, they're looking forward to like not doing that. I think Phil, is the opposite. I think he's the one that wants to play with these amps, have a little fun out there, uh, and not be all about business. And I think that's one of the reasons why he's done so well at this event over the years. Total narrative, uh, you know. But I mean, like, <laughs> I, I'm thinking that exactly. that could be one because if you look at his numbers uh recently uh he's ranked 135th in my model 109th uh in the last 12 rounds 134th in my model 109th in approach 106th in putting 135th in t- tee to green uh 99th in draft game points 113th in birdies of better game 125th in strokes gain par 5 132nd in par 4 efficiency from 400 to 450 yards 112th from proximity from 100 to 125 yards and 100. 105th This is the one that's really shocking. 105th in strokes gain around the green. He is not playing well. <laughs> so I mean, I think if I think if, if it was the program, I might take a shot out of him, but I don't think I'm going to play him this week.
1: Well, it's just a question, Kenny. Jeez, just had to ask, man. You take it that <laughs> level, jeez. Phil is uh Phil's makes sense. I, I get where you're coming from, though. I think that's a, a good point. He, he likes hustling, so he's out there trying to grind those rounds and make some money, but. Uh, I got six guys, I guess, in here just looking over to add some time there with uh, Streelman. I'm with you for sure. i uh, just been playing some great golf, the stats, the history, everything you talked about there. Uh, the other two guys I like are right below him. Homa, 14th and 10th here the last two years. has been playing really good golf lately, and he even tweeted it out after the round. Like, man, I just got to fix one thing, basically, he said, A and partner. he's going to come back and do it again this week. So he knows what it is. He knows what he has to work on, and I just like his upside always. He's under 9K. And then what about Norlander going back to the well here? Because – uh, you know, I think too, with Reed just winning, remember he went to school with Reed. Maybe he gets a little fired up and comes yeah. out and shows us something here. I know he's been trying his hardest, 22nd, second and 12th yeah. in the last three. There's gotta be some motivation there for that. So I think, uh, and just the ball striking has been incredible. So I normally don't like playing him, but I kind of like the fact of, you know, where it's gonna be, if it's gonna be like a 13 or a 15 under type of event where it gets won at instead of minus 19 or something and minus 20 in the past, I, I think that's where I kind of like him. Tringali's just been too good uh, i guess the thing about tringali that i've noticed is you know the history and whatnot not that i'm a big course history buff but it hasn't really mattered he's almost like one of these guys that's turned it around and so now these finishes of like 17 18 you know all these ones that he's been putting up thirds these are more what he's accustomed to now is his stats are incredible I'm not going to name them all across the board like you did with phil but just like <laughs> that seventh seventh birdies are better 11th approach 13th dk scoring 10th bogey avoidance like everything does line up th- uh, i think Top 15 and Greens of Regulation, which is important here. So, all of that uh, to say, you know, I think he's a pretty good play at 8,500. And then a couple the two or three at the bottom that I like is Harmon and uh, Neesmith. I don't mind your Matt Jones call. Maybe I could add a seventh in there, but I do like Harmon. Uh, just for sort of the, what, you know, the facts of what he can do, right. He doesn't have great history here or anything like that. I don't care about that, but he's been playing pretty decent golf. He's making cuts. He's got upside again, maybe a higher scoring event could help him a little bit, but he can, he doesn't blow up and make those mistakes. So back to your Ricky piece earlier, it kind of made me think about, it. I've already bet him, but just to chime in real quick was, the short putts are going to be huge here. Cause like you mentioned that around the green game just becomes so important with a little bit smaller greens where if he's not making the shorties, that's a problem. And there is opportunities to blow up. Well, Harmon is the opposite. Harmon really doesn't ever blow up and he can make the short putts. So I think that makes him a good play down here. And then I said, I like your Matt Jones call, but Neesmith, uh, just tracking him last week and following along what he'd been doing. He actually has an 11th place here last year. Uh, and stats wise he's awesome and, and last week he was really on with his ball striking he's again look across the board of his stats good drives bogey avoidance uh, ball striking in general greens and red right, fifth in this in this field in the last 50 rounds so i really like kneesmith and just sticking with him and maybe the 8k price tag scares people away because they're used to seeing him at seven or six k range
2: yeah i can i can get behind that um I like, I can get behind the Tringali and the Smith place down there. So I, I do agree with that. Let's move down to the seven K range. Go ahead, Tim. Why don't you keep going?
1: Yeah, this range is packed, man. So without uh, naming them all, just even in the upper range, like Chris Kirk, Russell Knox, these are guys that I would like to play that I'm going to be a little bit heavier on, I think, than some of the other names below them. Uh, Varner was looking okay last week. I'll, I'll go back to Harold Varner. I think he's a, a good play. Roy Sabatini. I like a lot, you know, at 7,600. And then the other guy I like down here is actually Scott Stallings, just to round it out at 7,500. Uh, not someone that you know people are normally tracking or onto, but he's got good course history. He missed the cut last year before that. He was third, seventh, and 14th. And then if you look at uh, his numbers from last week, just the ball striking numbers, they're, they're all solid across the board. He just uh, really couldn't get it done down the stretch, but I played him a lot in Sunday uh, round four showdown because all three rounds he had it put together going into round four and so not a not a bad week overall i like rounding it out with him at 7500 but who do you got in this upper 7k range and that you like any cash game cornerstones in here
2: no no cash i think uh, if i'm going to play somebody in cash up here it'll probably be malnati uh pretty decent track record here he's been playing good golf except for that one missed cut that he had of course i had him at his cash game cornerstone that week so that one hurt a little bit still bitter uh but uh you know good wedge play good on short par fours has been a, having a ton of birds. He's fifth in the field and bird is a better game in the last 50 rounds. Uh Malnati is. Uh, so I like I like Malnati. I like your Knox call. Uh really good with his shorter irons. Uh so I'll probably play a little bit of Knox. I don't know if I want to be using him in cash, though. I like Varner uh as well. Uh showed a little bit last week. Got his game looked pretty good, of course. Uh really, really solid iron player. He's top five in this field in strokes can approach uh top three in strokes can tee to green in the last 50 rounds. Uh, so I'll go a little bit, Varner uh, going down a little bit. I'll probably go back to Sabatini. Um, if you look at his, I think he shot like six over on Thursday and then he finished at one under. So he shot seven. He shot like a 64 on, on, um, on on friday still missed the cut by a couple but i mean that was a huge round and prior to that i think he was like top 10 or something the week before he's been playing good golf Uh, i don't think people are going to be on him so i like sabatini uh down here uh going down a little bit more i'll play a little bit of andrew putnam i mean and putnam went 72 holes without a bogey or a double or a triple he went 72 holes 16 birdies i think and like uh what 56 pars uh at the waste management and waste management is a tough course to go bogey free at it's not easy uh and he went bogey free every freaking day uh so uh <clears throat> i i don't mind him i also like him 140 to one i mean the guy who goes you know bogey free i mean he has won before uh so i don't mind him down there uh going down a little bit lower uh <clears throat> i might play a little bit of uh, Harry Higgs got a decent finish here last year Scott Percy another guy with good course history uh, down here Brian Stewart a short short game a short golf course specialist uh, you know I like him I might even give Ryan Moore a little bit of a chance because he's, he's been struggling uh, but his short irons are the best part of his game maybe once he gets to a course that is really really short Uh, that he can maybe get his thing going uh, after a really poor start to this season. Uh, So those are some of the guys I like down below.
1: Yeah, if I go down below there, one that stood out was Kyle Stanley, just for the numbers and what he's been doing lately. So his stats line up, 36, 18, 32nd coming in, so 7,400. He's a decent price. Uh, Joel Damon at the same price, got a 14th here last year, made the cut all three times. He's not playing his best golf right now. But again, if you look at the stats, they still line up for the course and quite well across the board, to be honest. So I, I like him. Uh, who else? I got uh, Ryan Moore, who you just mentioned again, stats line up. I played him at 6,700. He's gone back up a little bit, but I'm going to keep going. I, I like these types of like him, Sabatini Knox. These are the grinders that I think are going to set up well for the course this week. So that's why I'm going with them. And uh, at least in my early look, I'm, I'm interested more in that than some of these scores necess- you know, not necessarily going to be as high on them. Uh, Michael Thompson, you mentioned him a couple times over the last little bit. He hasn't been doing, much like he just missed the cut but then before that it was a fifth 25th and 21st he's got a 10th here two years ago so uh, stats wise if you look across the board he's not going to pop off the page but if you think about the model you know like if you're not looking at a model and you just think about what he's been doing I think that's you know where you can find some of these unique plays and tournaments so he's one that stood out to me I wasn't sure if you were going to bring him up or not and then uh, Scott Piercy, you mentioned definitely like him at an event like this uh, 18th 10th 20th 55th here um, you know Scott Parsey, sometimes we call him because that's all he does but those are Pars good score here uh, likely this week I don't think it's gonna be like I said it's not gonna be 20 under or something that takes this thing down in my opinion so uh, he can still score enough by all means to win a tournament at, at something like 15 under so I think I like him and then that's really it for me man and then it gets You know, quite a drop off after that. So uh, there's not really anybody else here I'm super high on. Anybody else you got in the 7K range or want to hop into the sixes? Let's go
2: ahead in the 6K range and go with my last cash game, Cornerstone. I mean, if I'm going to use Cantley up top at 11,300, I got to pick someone down here in the 6,000 range. uh, And the pickings are slim uh you know i mean this is by far the weakest field that we've seen uh but you got to take risks sometimes and this is the risk i'm going to take and i'm going to go ahead and take uh joseph bramlett at 6700 to to finish off my cash game cornerstones 18th a couple weeks ago uh 18th last year here uh that's about it Uh, i I mean so i'm just gonna go ahead and 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 take that with him um uh so i'm gonna go ahead and use bramlett so my cash game cornerstones this week are going to be um Patrick Cantlay at 11,300, Kevin Stroman at 8,900, Matt Jones at 8,100, and Joseph Bramlett at uh, 6,700. That leaves exactly $15,000 to finish out the rest of your lineup. So it's still plenty of money to go ahead and do your thing. Other guys uh, that I'm thinking of using down here, man, I'm not even really sure. Um, maybe a little bit of Denny. Oh, CT Pan is one guy, another short course guy uh that likes these short courses i'll go ahead and play uh just a little bit of him down here uh maybe a little josh teeter really good with his shorter irons once again um his approach game's not bad uh he does make a lot of birdies and he really crushes par fives so i'll play a little bit teeter at 6600 christopher ventura uh you know it's all about the putter for him but we've seen it uh, happen time and time again with these good putters getting hot he's really good on um par fives uh you know makes a ton of birdies top 15 in in both DraftKings points and british better gain in the last 50 rounds in this field uh so i'll go and play a little bit of him um going down a little bit i might throw in a little bit of ash k batia at 6500 we'll see if the young kid going out there and play uh get his game up, try and get that uh you know that rep up of being one of the, the top really young players out there um other than that there's not many i mean you know who do you like maybe you can convince me into some of these guys down here
1: no it's really hard man there's almost nobody that i like to be honest like i said I just hate this range i don't think you have to go here this week so just to name some names uh you know i'm with you on denny anytime he's under 7k we talk about patrick rogers in the same instance where you know under 7k not on bermuda sounds like a good spot to pick him up at 6900 if you want to take uh, a shot i that yeah, I like that one. I guess that'd be the one I like. But, you know, there's C.T. Pan, your call there. I don't hate that. Fairways and greens. So to play that game, it can work out well. So, you know, smaller greens, things like that you mentioned. So I think uh, a guy like him would be okay. Uh, you mentioned Bramlett. Uh, who else? Davis Riley's back in the field. Didn't put on the worst display. So you could go back to him. I don't see why you wouldn't. It wasn't, you know, like he played terrible. He just didn't have the best overall week. But that's what you get for 6100 bucks. It was definitely... Uh, decent week. And, and maybe this is better for him. Chris, Christopher Ventura, who you mentioned um, Aaron Baddeley, Adam Shank. These are guys we play sometimes and just scrolling the list, man. There's not many beyond that. There's a lot of names down here, but you know, it's not something that I'm going to be looking to build my lineups around. So I'm not going to just give out names to give out names. That's just some of the ones that I would go to if I was doing, you know, when I'm doing a bunch of lineups, I might go that route, but I'm mostly going to be going balanced from what I can tell as of now.
2: Yeah, I might throw in a little bit of Rob Oppenheim, you know, really good wedge player, really good around the green. Um, that's someone who I could think of playing. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's getting sort of sort of tough down here, and I'm sure it, once I dig a little deeper uh, as the week goes on, I'll be able to find uh, probably a couple of more guys down here. Uh, like, I, I, like I want to play Jimmy Walker, but I'm not. The guy's been playing so bad. Uh, but you, normally he's really good on Poe and he's really good with his wedges, but I mean, I, I don't think he's finished better in like 45th in his last like 20 starts or something like that. So I, so I can't really get down uh, with him, uh, even though the numbers say it's possible. I'm always a Dominic Bazelli mark. I always like him. I don't know why. I'm just a fan of him. I just like the way he putts and like, you know, and again, his wedge game is decent um so i might throw him down at the minimum uh these guys are throwing out i'm sure i'll have more as the week goes on yeah i think it
1: matters too like the weather and factors that are going to come into it because like i said if it it is going to just be more of a grinders fest a lot of the guys i like to like we joke all the time but bozzelli the b stands for birdies that's why we play him. but if it's not going to be a a spot where we're used to with a bunch of birdies out there for the taking then i don't think he's going to be a great play it's going to be based on the weather
2: you know i mean the thing is if it's light winds this could be a birdie fest Uh, there's no doubt the course is small these guys are just gonna you know throw darts out there with their wedges if there's no wind. but it's pretty likely there's gonna be wind i mean it's monday i don't judge the weather this early in the week anymore i don't even think about it until wednesday night uh because i don't make my lineups anymore until wednesday night i used to make them throughout the week but now i don't do that anymore uh i I make them like 11 o'clock on wednesdays now it'll be like eight o'clock on Wednesdays because I got to get up at like four in the morning <laughs> because, because of this new yeah. job uh, so uh, so uh, that's the way it's just gonna have to be uh, when it comes this week all right let's get to the bets uh Tamba who do you got this week
1: I mentioned earlier Jason day 25 to one gonna run that back I feel like this is like how I felt about Brooks so it feels good it's not as big of a number obviously but I'll take it I like Streelman, who you mentioned, so I'd already bet him 40-1. to This week, my book has each way. They they brought it from one-quarter payout on top five to one-fifth payout on top eight. Mm -hmm. But I got Streelman, 40-1 to uh, each way with the top eight. All these are that. Uh, Fowler, 50. Same thing. Norlander, 55. Missed that number. I wanted a little more, but I'll take that. And then Stallings, 100. All
2: right. I got four this week so far. I'm sure I'll add some. Um, and, you know, in my final write up, I'll also probably uh, do some top 20s and some top uh, 40s, uh, before and then I'll look for some live betting as well. But I mean, my first bet is going to be Speeth at 30 to 1. Uh, I, I was a little bit shocked that I could still get 30 to 1 on Speeth on a course like this after the week it just had. Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and pounce on that. Uh, I also have Molinari 30 to 1. Uh, I don't mind that number, I'm going to go ahead and take him as well. Um, I got Matt Jones at 80 to 1. And I got uh, Putnam as just a flyer at 140-1. to Uh, Definitely going to add a couple more uh, as the week goes on as I do a little bit more research uh, before my final write-up on Wednesday. All right, one and done. Who you got?
1: I haven't fully decided. I put down Cantlay and Day for now. I might just burn them up and give them a shot that way, but I definitely don't want to use DJ here. I think there is other spots I can use them, so I'm going to – I'm going to burn up somebody probably can't lay or, uh, or day. I just, I don't feel like there's going to be another spot for them that I need them. And it's still early to make some moves. So that's what I yeah, go. you, do you got.
2: You might've taught me in the day. I think I'm going to speed day uh this week uh that's what i'm gonna go with i mean I, who knows what's gonna happen with Speeth. i'd rather get him when after a week that he just had because who knows what the hell is gonna happen with him I and mean, we, we can't really predict the future he could just go off and become the speeth the old or he could just shit the bed again so uh, i'll go ahead and just use him right after the week he had because you know he has those feel goods uh, inside of him so so Spieth or day i'm leaning speed and that's how it goes of course i had xander again last week uh finished in second so that wasn't the worst week. Uh, in the world for a one and done uh i had him and willie z and both of them so we'll see how nice. it goes this week all right so you can find me on twitter at kendo vt i know this was a little bit uh not as exciting as the last couple of weeks pods but man i am just fucking burnt out <laughs> my head is fucking killing me from this work so we'll be back next and the Super Bowl the day before so next week will be a little bit more exciting i'm sure and then we'll go ahead and you can find me on twitter at kendo vt you can find me uh, my article every week, uh, you know, on gupscorner.com, uh, make sure you go, I have some promo codes out so you can go ahead and check my Twitter feed for that. If you want to join up, it's it's a, it's a good, good spot to, to get all the stuff you need for golf and other sports. Tambo.
1: Yeah, Find me on Twitter at Totec and Tambo, or head on over to rotogrinders.com slash DJ and get yourself 10 bucks off the first month. Do the Tuesday show there with Noto and cards. That's a great one for anybody playing large field GPP stuff. Wednesday, I do the lineup HQ show. If you want to know how to put it all together, exposures, groups, settings, all that stuff where you're putting together and build out. Uh, A lot of people say they take a lot away from that. And then, yeah, NFL's over. Like you said, Kenny, a little bit of a a hangover Sunday into the Monday. So it was a a rough one, I think, but overall still some good information out there and you guys can find us throughout the week.
2: Definitely sounds good. All right. So no amateurs this week. It's going to make this a little bit better, I I think. So let's go ahead and let's win some motherfucking money. Gen nation.
0: The rich and powerful want us to think the economy is a line on a stock market ticker. That's wrong. The economy is powered by us. It's what we create, what we buy, what we need. President Biden has proposed bold public investments in jobs and families, but more is needed. We need housing, health care, caregiving, action on the climate crisis, and millions of good-paying jobs. This is our moment to finally unlock prosperity for all of us. For more information, go to prosperus.org. That's prosperus.org. The rich and powerful want us to think the economy is a line on a stock market ticker. That's wrong. The economy is powered by us. It's what we create, what we buy, what we need. President Biden has proposed bold public investments in jobs and families, but more is needed. We need housing, health care, caregiving, action on the climate crisis, and millions of good-paying jobs. This is our moment to finally unlock prosperity for all of us. For more information, go to prosperus.org. That's prosperus.org.